As a pastor, I have spent a lot of time in my life and my ministry in hospitals. Something I've gone, grown quite familiar with is being in hospitals. And that's kind of, I guess, God's sense of humor because I don't like hospitals. I don't like needles or copays or bodily fluids or any of those things you find in a hospital. So it's got to be God's sense of humor that I'm a preacher because I just have, and I don't like waiting, so there's just really nothing about the hospital experience that I like at all. Uh, I have some, I'll, I'll tell you, I'll share with you some good stories about the few times I've been in the hospital. And if my wife has ever considered murdering me, it would usually be the few times when I've been in the hospital. So I'm not, a, it's going to shock y'all. I'm not a good patient. I know you find that hard to believe, but I'm not a good patient. So, um, but I have learned from hospitals little tricks about how to get around them and things like that. For instance, I learned when I was in the Delta, uh, one of the interesting things about being in the Delta was it's a very, 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 uh, a very Catholic area. So I learned, you know, many Methodist clergy, not I'll, some Methodist clergy wear clerical collars, like our Catholic friends and our Episcopal friends. So in the Delta, if you wore a collar, they tend to let you in the hospital quicker. So I would wear my collar sometimes when I went to the hospital. I put a stop to that one day when I was in the hospital. And then came up to me and said, Father, and began to confess his sins. And I said, whoa, I'm Methodist. We're good, man. We are good. We're good. The Lord loves you. I love you. We're good here. We're good. So, um, but I've learned, I've learned how to, uh, where, usually where the best coffee is in the hospital. I've learned where the good parking spots are in the hospital. I've kind of learned my, learned my way around much, most of the hospitals in the Jackson metro area. Of course, though, you know, hospitals are kind of like Walmart. They love to change things around, so you don't know where anything is sometimes. So that happened to me a lot, particularly at university, because university has always expanded and grown and changed. And so just when I'd figure out where to go at university hospital, something would change. I've had to spend a lot of time at University Hospital as a pastor and then as a family member. I've had some family members that have been in university a lot. And my brother was there for a, a several-month period back about 15 years ago. So I, I spent a lot of time there at that point. And I learned how to navigate university pretty well. But the one thing I learned about navigating University Hospital was this. I always go in the same place. And, you know, you've got university, the critical access, Methodist rehab, uh, the children's hospital, all there together. And I learned that when you go on the basement level, just follow the yellow brick road. Follow, know where you're going, and there's going to be a little colored path, a little colored line, and just follow that line, and it'll get you to wherever you need to go. So I just, when I go to the hospital there, I go in the same place, I go in the same door, and I follow the appropriate color, the place where I'm going. I just follow that path laid out before me, and I usually, well, half the time, don't get lost in that process. Just follow the path laid in front of you. Today, Scripture we see Jesus following a path. Now, of course, the path is the, is the triumphal entry. The path of Jesus with on the back of the colt, with the children laying down the branches and their, and their coats before him. We see him following that path. I've actually, with Sam Morris, have walked that path before. It's very steep. You don't want to get running because if you start rolling and running, you might not be able to stop. You want to walk it very slowly. It's a very, very slow processional. 
that Jesus was part of. So we see Jesus following that path. But here's the thing about the path Jesus followed this morning. Is it wasn't just a path of a triumphal entry into Jerusalem. But it was a path that had been started many years before. The path that Jesus walked was a path that had been paved thousands of years before Jesus was ever born. Scripture says that Jesus Christ was the lamb that was slain before the foundations of the world. Before creation was even breathed into being, God had a plan of redemption for his people. And that plan of redemption was Jesus Christ. That plan had already been created by God before Jesus Christ was ever born to Mary. See, Scripture says that Jesus created all things. It says in Colossians, he's the visible, limited, invisible God. And all things were created by him and for him and through him. And he himself holds all things together. So God's plan of redemption through Jesus was first charted before a single thing was ever created. And we see that path wind all throughout Scripture. We see it. Right after the fall, when Adam and Eve were in the garden, and the Lord is giving the condemnation upon Adam and upon Eve and upon the serpent, he looked to the serpent and said, your offspring will nip at her offspring's heel, and he will crush your head. Even there in Genesis chapter 3, the path of redemption through Jesus Christ is being paved. We see that path continue. We see it continue up until the Passover. At the Passover, the Israelites were supposed to take a, uh, take a lamb and kill it and roast it. And then the blood of that lamb would be applied to the doorpost of their home. When the angel of death were to come, he would see the blood of the lamb upon the doorpost of the home. And he would pass by for the blood of the lamb would keep away death. We see Jesus' path being woven. We see Jesus' path being woven to the prophets. Where Isaiah says of the one that is to come, the Messiah, who is pierced for our transgressions, crushed for our sins, and the punishment that brought us peace was upon him. And by his wounds we are healed. We see the path being, being made, even to Zechariah, where he talked of this triumphal entry. He would ride upon the colt. We see that path that Jesus walked was being walked up until today. And so it says, here come, they say, here comes the one who is our ancestor David. Here comes the one who is the Messiah. Here comes the one who is the king. And they see Jesus walking this path. But here's the thing. The path they think Jesus is walking is not the path that he is walking They are expecting him to be that earthly king, that earthly Messiah, much like David, to drive out the Romans, to reestablish the Davidic throne, to be that earthly king just like his forefather David. But that's not the path Jesus is walking. Jesus is not walking that path of an earthly kingdom, but he's walking the path of the kingdom of God. And here's the thing about Jesus' kingdom. The path he's going to walk down this week of Holy Week is not going to be a pleasant path. It's going to be a path where he is beaten, a path where he is scorned, 
A path where he is mocked. A path where he is abandoned. A path where he is alone. A path of tears and hurt and of pain. But it is also a path that leads to the empty grave. He is walking a path of victory. He is walking a path of victory. But here's the thing, church. We cannot, we must not, we should not get in such a hurry to get to the miracle of Easter that we do not pause and consider the cross. That we do not pause and consider what our Lord went through. That we do not pause and consider what he endured. Because here's the thing. The path we walk down is often not a fun path. See, life is not always rainbows and unicorns, y'all. Sometimes life's hard. I was talking to somebody this past week, and I said, you know what we've done as Christians? We have taken melancholy out of the faith. We've made the Christian journey only about happiness, and only about peace, and only about warm fuzzies. Y'all, sometimes life just hurts. Sometimes life is unfair. Sometimes you get metaphorically or literally punched in the face for no good reason. Sometimes it stings. Sometimes it leaves a mark. And you know what we see today on Palm Sunday? We see that's the path Jesus is walking. Jesus is not walking an easy path, a path that is full and straight and simple to walk on. But no, he's walking a path that hurts sometimes. He's walking a path that is painful sometimes. He's walking a path that is challenging sometimes. He's walking a path that is painful at times. But he's walking a path of victory. Because Jesus walked this path. And what Jesus does as he walks this path, he tells us that when we walk it, when we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, we will fear no evil. For thou art with us, and thy rod and thy staff, they comfort us, even in the shadow of the the valley of the shadow of death. And we know that nothing can separate us from God's love. Nothing in all of creation, not height, nor depth, nor things to come, nor things past, nor things present, nor angels, nor demons, nor anything in all of creation can separate us from the love of God because Christ walked the path of the cross. And Christ walked the path of the empty tomb. And our Savior invites us today to walk that same path with him. That path of self-sacrifice. That path that occasionally has pain to it. That path that occasionally has loss to it. That path that occasionally, yes, even has death to it. Because the consequence of sin is death. But our Lord has overcome even that. Where, O oh, death, is your victory? Where, 
Oh, death is your sting. But that's only possible. That only happens because Christ walks that path. And he invites us today to walk it with him. Because of his work, because of what he has done, because of his grace, we can be free. We can be forgiven. We can be at peace. You know, we've talked a lot during Lent about following him. And following him is not always easy, y'all. I wish it was. I wish life was rainbows and unicorns. I wish life was simple. I wish there were no pain or death or suffering. I wish there was no melancholy in faith. But there is. And it's okay. Because our Lord endured it. Our Lord battled through it. And yes, our Lord through the empty grave overcame it. So this week, don't get in such a rush to get to Easter that you forget to stop. That you forget to stop and ponder the mystery and the pain. And yes, even the hurt that comes by his betrayal, that comes by his scourging, that comes by his abandonment, and that comes through his cross. Do not stop. Do not rush this week to get to Easter, but stop and consider what he endured for our sake. However, don't get stuck there either. But keep walking to the empty grave. Because, yeah, it's Friday sometimes in our life. Sometimes our life is full of Good Friday, isn't it? Sometimes the clouds are heavy. Sometimes the pain is much. Sometimes the friends are few. Sometimes the foes outnumber us. And sometimes it's just awful. Sometimes it's Good Friday, y'all. But you know what? Sunday's coming. It may be Friday in your soul right now, but Sunday's coming. Easter's coming. Don't forget. So this week, I really do pray that you'll be with us during our services. I pray that you'll come Wednesday night and hear Lonnie. Um, if we were praying through who to, who to come speak to us Wednesday, there's only one name that I wanted. It was Lonnie Schrader, and I hope you'll come hear him. Thursday night for Monday, Thursday, and Good Friday for Friday. And then Easter, y'all, let's pack this place out. Because there's folks that need to know. There's, there's a, lot of, a lot of places offering religion and a lot, of, a lot of ways to point to religion. I'm not worried about religion. I'm worried about Jesus. There's folks out there that need to know that God loves them. And I know that when they come to this place, they will experience that love. So this week... Let's walk that path with Jesus, even if it's difficult. Let's know that he walks it with us, that he will not leave us on it, and he will not forsake us on it, and he will redeem all of it. This week, our Lord bids us to walk with him. May we follow his path, and may we follow his path to victory.
Let us pray.